It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter. Look across, follow the group at UK Packers. And as usual, uh, Pete, going through the whole rigmarole, this game was fun, right? <sighs> um, it's not quite the word that I would I would use, Steve, but um, there's a number of people who are somewhat upset by it um, in the in the in the Twitter sphere and, and what have you. But it was. Um, surprising but not surprising twitter is a cesspit right now uh facebook is also a toilet with diarrhea in it and uh it's all bad but come here pete the before we delve into all of this christmas tree up yet yes or no for no you? not before thanksgiving Steve. is that it oh, hold on now have I just <laughs> have I just sailed into something that's bad luck here? I mean, yeah, you know, going back to the forefathers here, because dude, I love Christmas, and anybody who says, "Oh, I went into Tesco and it's only <laughs> date and they have <laughs> on the shelves," who hurts you? You know, like fine if you don't want to buy celebrations or quality street do they even make quality street when it isn't christmas i've no idea um but uh, yeah i banged the christmas tree up and uh my son is big into trains as and and you know what even i'm big into trains now i've been looking up steam train steam train documentaries and i'm even worse company now uh probably for my partner because now i'm talking about the history of steam trains so uh i even got this thing pete where you attach this train track to the tree and the train goes around. So, uh, I, well, yeah. I just assu- I just assumed you kept a tree up all year round, Steve. I what if I could? If I wasn't <laughs> this thing, if you have to take it down by December or whatever, or your whole year is pants. I can't be dealing with a new year being pants. It's fine. So the thing is, after Thanksgiving, Pete, do you pull out all the stops? Do you get tinsel encrusted underwear and uh, go all out? I mean, what are we talking here in the Jones household? Uh, we uh, we have two trees. Mm. Both of them, both of them, artificial. I'm afraid, I'm afraid to say, but um, wow. yes, one one kind of traditional artificial green tree, and we have a we have a little pink Christmas tree as well. Oh wow, you, that's we're very snazzy <laughs> altogether. A him and hers Christmas tree. Now, uh, not cl- saying clearly, that pink clearly is my, clearly the mine is the pink one. Well, I was gonna say I don't mean to discriminate and you know really go into the patriarchy and all of this type of stuff and assume that the pink tree is your wife's. That is quite clearly yours, Pete. Uh, by the way, you wax lyrical about all things pink. I mean, you're big into your cocktails. Uh, you know, I won't get into it. Um, but yeah, just all the people out there who are trying to avoid Christmas, you're not going to find it here, bro, on this podcast because <laughs> in November we hit it with a bit of Christmas action. Um, but anyway, Pete, we did talk in pre-production mostly about the fact that you and I are literally 24 hours away from man flu. Absolutely. Um, where it's a ticking time bomb. Um, so, you know, I, I guess there's some of the audience who just won't understand the pain uh, that we go through. Um, but, you know, maybe light a candle. That's all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> you can just, I can sense all of the, you know, strong ladies uh, listening to the podcast and rolling their eyes right now. And saying, yes, indeed. yes, indeed. And they go, oh, do you know what? I was looking for that moment to unsubscribe and this is it. I think they've, <laughs> they've reached it at three and a half minutes into the podcast. Uh, power to you. So, Pete, we've, we've rambled on, you know, as much as we can to avoid this podcast. Let me just say this. And I'm going to say this off the bat. I don't think this game is that bad. Can I say that? Is that a, is that a pooey sentence? Can I say that? Is that oh, okay? You could, you, you, could, you could say it. I guess what you mean is by 
that bad. What do you mean by that bad? I'm just going to say this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell people listening going, hold on a minute. This is not what I was expecting to listen to. But the thing is, I actually, f- like, we visibly see the numbers of the podcast listeners dip after a bad run. So I might title this podcast this game wasn't that bad or something and just see what people listen <laughs> because it's when we win they just want it's like anything else you know when you win something and you just go oh, tell us again when you saw me you kick a, f- a penalty or tell us about what you what, how were you feeling you know <laughs> whereas if you lose you don't want to listen to that again i don't think it's that bad because look did anything new happen here we struggle against the tight end or anybody in the middle of the field uh we couldn't run the ball so we lost which is sort of you know the way things go if you can't get aaron jones involved jamal williams we lose yeah. Just saw that in this game. Receivers not getting open. That You know, when we're heavily pressured, which is exactly what happened. Uh, giving up silly penalties where coming up to the end of the game, you know, even Elton Jenkins pushes us out of field goal range. It, you know, we get something. And like the, the first um, offensive possession, we get the first down. It looks like we're off onto something. You know, five-yard run Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams gets the ball, gets the first down, then starts jarring at the defense. And then it gets pulled back um, 15 yards. And then it's just a, a pile of poo after that. Um, and then Aaron Rodgers fumbles the ball. You know, you give the ball away. You know, bad things happen. Special teams sucked. Um, you know, we gi- we gave up big plays. Now, I know none of that stuff is good, but is it new? You know, and sometimes if all of these things conspire against you, well, then you're going to lose the game. And this is a good um, San Francisco team. They've got a fantastic defense. Um, they've got the number one defense, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pete. And they've got the number one tight end in George Kittle, uh, who had two days off, you know, sitting on his arse. Um, you know, uh, and we got we got beat in the middle of the field. And as well as that, the, the field position that we gave up to the San Francisco 49ers, you know, like on their first play by Tevin Coleman, who I don't think was in, by the way, um, which I know was a pet peeve of yours and mine, when we're like, was that an actual touchdown? You know, they, they have one play and they go in for a touchdown. It's already seven zip. And then the defense were actually playing quite well at the start, but then they just got gas because our offense couldn't get out and going. So for me, there's nothing new in this game. We got beaten because they, they cracked open a lead too uh, early. We couldn't get out and going on the run game and we lose the game. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but we've got some crap teams to face, so we'll likely bounce back. And we're not good in California. How it is. How it is. Stop playing games there. Well, I, th- I think that um, pretty much everything that could go wrong did go wrong <laughs> yeah it, 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 you know yeah we didn't throw any interceptions but we turned the ball over like you say early mm. couldn't run we couldn't pass we couldn't stop the run we couldn't stop the pass um we couldn't punt we certainly <laughs> yeah. couldn't return we certainly couldn't return punts mm. which, is, which is quite a talking point right now um and I, I guess if if all of those things are going to happen, you you may as well have them all happen in the same game and get it and get it over and done with. And you know, without bashing the same drum, you know, as we've said before, you're never quite as good as you look on your best day, and you're never quite as bad as you look on your worst day. And it's it's somewhere in between. What you just hope is that you know this is two games out of three now where they've gone they've gone west and the team's gone south at the same time and <laughs> southwest <laughs> yeah indeed and, and you just hope that that's that that's not a pattern yeah. um oh, you're right you know let's let's face it you know we the 49ers are one of the best if not the best team in football and i think they're the best team in football right now um even before the, the that game so you know we have to take that into account and it's probably just given us a, a little bit of a 
of a of a reality check. But you know, this Packers team is not a bad football team. Bad day, yeah. Bad day at the office, yeah. But this is not a bad football team, and they're going to be battling down the stretch for that NFC North title. Yeah, because look, the thing is, uh, we we give it to them. And they go in with one score. Like they receive the ball on offense on their first and goal, for God's sake. Um, you know, and then after that it's it's something similar. So we give them the ball on the 38-yard line. Uh, and then after that, we give them the ball on the 49-yard line. And then after that, we give them the ball on the 37-yard line. Whereas as you said on the returns, you know, it's either going out the back of the end zone or Smith is catching it and then just faffing around and getting down for a minus yardage. Now, I see in The Athletic, uh, Matt Schneidman, uh, you know, raises a couple of points about the special teams and how bad we are on the punt return game. And there were minus 11 in total punt return yards, yeah. which is just pants. So, you know, what do we expect? And the thing is, it wasn't all bad. Zadarius Smith looked lively. Uh, Blake Martinez, who's been frustrating me lately, made some plays. He even got a sack. And then on our fourth and our fifth, so our fourth offensive stand and our fifth offensive possession, you know, we were doing quite okay. And then we came back for the, the fifth time on defense and we did really well as well. Fourth time on defense, first and 10. Coleman gets stuff for two yards. Then he gets forced out of bounds after two yards. And Martinez gets the sack and third down and they punt. Happy days. Fifth defensive stand. It's from the 37-yard line. A good Martinez tackle. Um, then a drop pass, which was caused by good pressure. Then Z Smith and Kenny Clark uh, get the sack. Um, and then they tried to just run the ball for a punting space and they punt the ball away. Happy days. And then in, sandwiched in between that was a good offensive play. But what really done us on that one was like first and 10, Jones with a good first down. First and 10, MVS with a seven yard catch. Uh, second and three, Allison, who managed to catch the ball this time, uh, went for four yards for a first down. Lazard with a big end around, um, you know, gets yardage. And then it just goes sort of to. The hell in a handbasket then after that, uh, you know, an overthrow to Adams. Adams nearly gets the first down. We go for it on fourth and one and Jones is stuffed. The thing is, and again, people criticizing that fourth and one play. Um, we were moving the ball on that drive in particular, not with the run, but I don't know, Pete, maybe I guess you're going to jump in and say go for the points well, there. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think, you know, so I, I posted on social media before that play, kick dot the dot field dot goal. <laughs> um, and only because I, I we're we in a similar situation before and kind of discuss this. I, I'm probably more conservative than most, but also because it's only the second quarter. Yeah. Right. So yes, we're, we're moving the ball, and the field goal's never a gimme. But you know, you would expect that, that Crosby's going to kick it. And I think at, for me at that stage of the game in the second quarter, down ten zip. You take the field goal, you get the points on the board, you go back within within one score. But that's just me. That was just just I, I like I say, I, it's it's not with with um, hindsight. I, I posted it beforehand. I I would always kick the field goal in that in that situation. Yeah, um, and the thing is, like there were gaining purchase on that drive, but then all the way up until that, we just stank. And the thing is. If you stink on offense that bad that you're giving them the ball in fantastic field position and you're not starting in good field position yourself, um, that's a problem. If your special teams is absolute pox bottle, uh, well, then that's also a problem because, you know, you're putting your defense up against it. And then when your defense can like again, like the amount of times that we forced a field goal or whatever, and we tended to get beaten heavily by the obvious stuff, which is massive gains uh, by Kittle. 
which there's one drive. It was their sixth defensive stand. First and 10 from the 32-yard line. It was probably the best field position that we'd had to start from defensively. Um, and it was a pass over the middle for Kittle for 18 yards, which came out really weird, actually. Um, and then a first and 10, Kittle again for 22 yards. Then Coleman runs for first down. Then we do okay-ish run stuff for no gain. But Martinez and I can't remember who else it was missed the tackle. Second and 10, Fackrell almost gets the sack. It ends up as, I think, an eight-yard run. Then an incomplete pass. And we forced him into a field goal. There was some nice stuff in there, but we got gouged. And then the thing was, is any time that we had a chance for momentum, which is when, you know, we scored a touchdown with Devontae Adams, which was his first touchdown of the year, which is crazy. Um, you know, we get the two-point conversion. In all honesty, we were never really in it, were we, Pete? But then they just got back down the field and score with Kittle on like two plays. <laughs> and then we're like, Yeah, I mean, I mean that 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 was that was key wasn't it i mean the little as you say the little bit of momentum that 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 they had was immediately killed you know that's if you ever needed an immediate defensive stop it was then yeah yeah and and, and you're right you know you you would hope you're hoping for a, a heck of a lot to come back from 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 that deficit at that point in the game but it, but even so you know you've got you've got one score if you if you were to get a second score, then all of a sudden it is it is it is game on. And if you ever needed a defensive stop, um, it it was it was then. And um, yeah, I, it is very concerning this this whole tight end thing. Um, and I don't know whether that's just simply a nature of Mike Pettin's defense. I don't know whether it's a, a scheme thing or whether it's you know, it could be a personnel thing. Um, you know, the, the guys will know better, better than us, but, um, it's a worry because it's every, it's every week. You know, we talked about Greg Olson a couple of weeks ago and, um, various other, you know, the, the Chargers tight end, you know, three weeks ago. And it seems to be every, you know, every, every week, um, Ertz of the Eagles and, and, and all of those guys. And it, it just seems to be that these tight ends are almost having career days against the against the Packers every week. It's hard to know, Pete, isn't it? Because that's what Mike Pettin did say, like you echoed there. They asked him, we're asking you the same stuff all the time, like, what are you going to do to stop it? Because it's, it's so obvious. And the thing is, is this gives the Packers a very soft underbelly. I mean, if you want to beat the Packers, run the ball because you're going to get some purchase, let's face it. Um, and then, you know, bring a big body be it a big-bodied wide receiver or a tight end into the middle. Like, the amount of yeah. crossers we got beat on, that's what we got yeah. beat on by Debo Samuel uh, when he went for the 42-yard touchdown. That was really basic stuff. And Jamal Williams thought he had support by the linebackers in the middle, and he didn't. And, you know, they asked Petten, what are you going to do? And he said, it's not, if we thought it was one person, well, then we'd be able to solve it. Um, if yeah. we thought it was schematic, then we'd be able to solve it. But he said it just comes down to the individual player. And like you mentioned, week seven, which is in Schneidman's fantastic article on The Athletic, Darren Waller, seven catches, 126 yards, two TDs. Uh, week eight, Travis Kelsey, four catches, 63 yards, one TD. Uh, Hunter Henry uh, for the Chargers, seven catches, 84 yards. Greg Olson, um, eight catches for 98 yards, which is weird because that's his age. And then again, George <laughs> Kittle, six catches, 429 yards and a touchdown. So... And the thing is, all of those names will be familiar to people. They stand out. If anyone plays fantasy football, they're good tight ends. So, Pete, the jury really is out, right? Now, 
that said, it's inside linebacker. But also, the jury's still out, Pete, isn't it? Because these guys are really good players at the same time. They are good. They are they are good players, and we always have to we always have to remember that. Is you know, as you said previously, Steve. You know, the other guys get paid too, and and some of them get paid a lot of money because they're really good players. And you know, and Kittle is probably, you know, the foremost tight end in 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 the NFL today. Um, and if it was, I guess the thing is, if it was just Kittle, or if it was just once every three or four games or five or six games, but it seems to be every week. Yeah. That that you know, and it's an interesting question. And 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 um, you know, is it players or is it plays, or is it a com- combination of the combination of the two? And I guess what you don't see is you don't see the the tight end being jammed or being chucked at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And and you know you. Back in back in the day, uh, you know, going back to the '96 Super Bowl team, a Wayne, a Wayne Simmons would chuck that that tight end at the line of scrimmage and would cover him for the first 10 or 15 15 yards. Now, outside linebackers capable of doing that, a few and far, a few and far between, to be to be fair. But you know, you've got to do something to throw that guy off his off his, off his route. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's difficult to know. I mean, we look at that the long um, touchdown. It looks like it looks like on on viewing that Kevin King was at fault, but I'm I'm not 100% certain on that. Well, until we've seen the all 22 and try and work out what defense they were in, um, I'm not 100% certain that that was that that was on Kevin King, even though it appeared that way. Like it's all all of this stuff is kind of understandable. The thing is, we're facing the best team in the NFC, uh, and they're definitely that now. Um, they'd four first round picks under the defensive line. They've the best tight end of football. Jimmy G is a proven winner. Was he the first quarterback ever or tied for whatever to come out and win his first five games when he went to San yeah. Fran? And that team was an absolute cesspool of uh, malarkey. Um, and again, he came out and made them winners. You know, like they had really talented people. They just, it was a, whatever, it was all bad. I mean, a quarterback, it's, it was bad for a while. He came on and changed the culture. Called Shanahan, fantastic play caller, um, really beds in his scheme, has a lot of time to work with Jimmy G. You know, sometimes as well, like Pete, like just a just a fierce defense, right? Where it looked like there was ten people sacking Aaron Rodgers. I'd love to see the all like again the all twenty two. I think is out now, uh, but how much time you have to delve into it when we're doing these? But like, I I fully expect to look at the all twenty two, right? And see all of their players just surrounding Aaron Jones or just surrounding <laughs> Aaron Rodgers with nobody marking anybody What's, else downfield. Well, but what? But what's? But what's interesting is it's just just from from looking at the replay of the game, without looking at the all twenty-two, is that is that they appeared to get all that pressure on Rogers, uh, on the basis of a four-man rush with no blitzing, no sending of the linebackers or or, or defensive backs on, on on blitzes. It looked like, and it looked like that front four, just completely overpowered the Packers' offensive line. Yeah. Um, now that's a good, you know, it's a really good, a really good front four, but it's it, uh, really concerning. Well, I mean, when Balaga goes down and you have light out there, now he should yeah. have brought out a deck chair because it was a couple of times I saw him on his arse, and he would better land on the deck chair than he did on the on the ground because he just he got steamrolled a couple of times and the pressure that they got. But the one thing I'd ask Pete is, and I don't know if this is alarming for anybody else, but certainly I noticed it, is that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got criticised a ton for throwing the ball away last year. I feel that he almost rather takes the sack and the loss of yardage than he does by pegging the ball away, almost. 
And again, like I can overanalyze and say he's doing it to protect LaFleur. He's doing it because he got criticized and people see it, that it's on him or whatever. But there's a couple of times and maybe it's just from the fact he's, he's picked up so many injuries over the years. I find, and this is just my opinion, um, is that it's like he's bracing for the sack way before he gets sacked. He used to just dance around um, you know, perform his magic and he was always all of these tapes that came out and said, Oh, he's a pocket Jedi, he can move the pressure around just with his arse. You know, and then you look at this and it feels like he's bracing himself, tucking the ball in almost, and pushing some of his own players with his hands, almost to make room to lie down because <laughs> they're going to hit him. It's very odd. And again, if, if people think I'm talking balls, go back and listen or, or look at the, the highlights or or look at the full game if you want. But when he's about to get sacked, he's he braces himself and there was one time, literally, and I, I wrote down in my notes, braces himself for five seconds before the sack. Because it's like he's he's running around, not trying to break out into a run, not looking for anybody then at that stage, but just holding the ball and waiting to get smushed. And it's just, it's an odd one to see. Not that I'm criticising him because he's only a couple of games away from that perfect pass already. And this defence was absolutely fierce up front uh, and we got steamrolled. But I just find it's a bit odd. It's the, the, the body language and the play is just a bit strange to me. Yeah, it did, it did, yeah, it absolutely did look that way, and um, yeah, it's di- it's difficult to know what with regard to the play calling because you think if you get in that situation where you're getting constant constant pressure, and they were getting constant pressure from that 49ers um, front four, you've got you've got to move him out, you've got to you've got to move the pocket, and you've got to, and you've got to roll you've got to roll him out, and you've got to get rid of the ball quickly, and. It, to to a degree, it goes back to that Chargers game because a similar thing happened in that in that Chargers game, and you know, and we talked then about, you know, the the way that that you have to slow the rush down is is you either have to move the pocket and move the quarterback out, or you've got to run more you've got to run more screens and more draws. Yeah, that's the way you slow down that that pass rush. But I guess it, that's it. That's easy being a um, armchair coach and being able to sit here and and watch it and you know we assume that every play that we would call would you know would go for a touchdown every time and <laughs> and clearly they would um but you know it's um no it, it certainly certainly did appear that it just it just felt like he was almost you know taking a three or five step drop and just expecting the pressure to be right there yeah whether he was or not, that's certainly the way it appeared. Yeah, just again, one of those, you know, times you go up against a good team, they've got a fierce defense, and stuff doesn't go your way. I mean, we forced a fumble from the Niners, but Coleman ends up going back and getting it very early on. You know, and in other games where stuff's kind of going your way, or people are around the ball and forcing stuff, you come up with that ball, it's a deflator for the other team, it knocks one of their good players. Uh, to the side a little bit because he's like or, or the coaches pull him because they're like oh one fumble is out for me and um, but the one th- the one thing that i i do know and this is a word for word conversation that i wasn't present in hearing um but there's no doubt in my mind that it did happen kind of like sherlock holmes i was able to derive this from the play ron zook said nobody could be as bad as me on special teams and sean meninga said dude hold my beer that was definitely a, a quote for quote verbatim, and I'll stand over that in court, Pete. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> prove me wrong, diff- Peter Jones. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't prove you wrong. I mean, the 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 even the even the bits of the special teams. You know, J.K. Scott. It was good for the first five or six games of the season, and we've given him a bit of a pass as the weather's got colder. But 
was was terrible last night and has been terrible for the last two or three weeks. And um, that, yeah, as you mentioned, the punt the punt return game, they're on for almost certainly going to set an NFL record for futility in 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 punt returns. Yeah, you know, we we we'd we'd have be better off fair catching every single punt. We'd have we'd you know be starting further up the field than we than we have been this season. I, it's um. And it's easy, I guess, you know, with with regard to the punt returns, to try and blame the punt returner, but I, but it's clearly not him, is it? You know, it's it's if if as soon as the guy's catching the ball, he can can only go sideways because he's got three guys in his face, and it's exactly. clearly not not an issue with the returner himself. Um, what makes this really weird is typically, you know, and it's been part of the reason or excuse depending on which way you look at it um typically your special team starts to break down during the season because you've got more and more injuries yeah and you know you're bringing in the the fifth guy at this position and the sixth guy at that position who probably started the season as street free agents or at least on the practice score but they're coming in because you know you've got 16 players on injured reserve and that's kind of been the the Packers mantra for the last two or three years has been that special teams have started to break down because we've got the 80th player is suddenly being asked to play <laughs> special teams. Well, that's not the case this year. Yeah, we're too healthy. I think that's the problem. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I don't think there were any penalties on special teams last night, were there? Which is a plus. I know, yeah. No, you definitely zero in on it, no. But maybe you've read this already. Um, but do you know what the longest punt return we have this season is? And who, who it was by? No, uh, I haven't. I haven't a clue. It's probably Tremont Williams three yards or something. I I, I don't know. Trevor Davis, week yeah. one, return for one yard. Can you believe that? <laughs> it's shocking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a job for somebody there. Um, We're minus yeah, eleven, I, as I said earlier in the podcast. Minus eleven, and the 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 lowest total was achieved in 1965, and I say 1965 uh, by the Cardinals. And they returned 27. So at the minute, we need to raise <laughs> 38 yards, Pete, to um, get back to that lofty return of 27 yards. And the thing is, like you say, it's not Smith's fault, right? Because he's literally got lads breathing down his throat when he does get the ball. And he's had to pedal backwards to try to find himself some space to return something. Um, so it hasn't helped. But yeah, poor poor very very poor the whole time and we've only returned um eight punts apparently according to Matt Schneidman good old Matt Schneidman I feel like he's here with us in spirit by the amount that I'm quoting from him um but yeah just um just bonkers look it's one of those games I find to get away from me I don't really believe momentum too much um and I know you know from listening to interviews from players over the years and they go eh, you know we don't really look at it that way you kind of go out and just play what's in front of you and it's only if you get really deflated if people start dropping a 50 burger on you and you start getting you know dirty tackles throwing those in and stuff but this was one of those games Pete wasn't it where the momentum was never with us we always looked like it was an impossible task it yeah it just it just felt like I, I guess almost from the from the Adams penalty onwards and I'm not using that as any excuse or any reason for why yeah what subsequently happened happened because I think any anybody trying to say well it's all because of the, that's just complete nonsense you know there's 59 minutes left in the game at that point so that's so let's you know you can just put that put that to bed but it just felt like everything after that was just a lesson in in, in complete futility it was um like I said I, I, at the beginning of the podcast, you just have to hope that 
if 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 everywhere was going to be bad, it might as well all be bad on the same day. Yeah. And I just think that again, I think we've touched on this previously. Sometimes games just get away from you. Um, you know, it's only three or four weeks ago that that um, the 49ers put 50 points on the Panthers. You know, and and you know, yeah, the Panthers are not the greatest team in the world, but that's a team that was one yard short of tying with the Packers. Um, you know, and they're, you know, they nearly beat the Saints and probably should have beaten the Saints yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So, so some, sometimes game, you know, from a team that's that's given up 50 points to the 49ers two or three weeks ago, all of a sudden very nearly beats the Saints yesterday. Games just get away from you. Um, and unfortunately for the Packers, that's, that's what happened happened yesterday. Um, you know, and you have to, like you said earlier, the schedule looks favourable at this point. And you, you know, you have to. You can't play the game that's already been played. You have to move forward and play and play the next game and try and correct what you can. You know, not everything's fixable. You know, if if you simply don't have the personnel to do certain things, you don't have the personnel, so you can't fix it. You know, there's certain certain things that you know we don't have Aaron Donald. So much as we'd like to have Aaron Donald up front, we don't have him. So we can't we can't fix that. We don't have you know we don't have Ray Nitschke playing middle linebacker. So as much as we'd like him. We don't have him, so you can't fix everything. But but there is a lot that that they can work on, and you, you have you have to believe that they'll go to New York and 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 beat the Giants and then beat the Redskins and so, and so on and so forth. And you know down the stretch, you know they're, they're still in this thing for the for the NFC North, and they're still in this thing for probably the number you know the number two or number three seed mm. in in the NFC. And you know it's. It's difficult today after after what happened yesterday to be to be positive, but I think we have to be. We're eight and three, and that's the way you have to look at it. Yeah, like ultimately, I know we spoke about it, and the thing is, like you said, you're not as bad as your worst, you're not as good as your best, and the thing is, is the reaction is the same. It's either visceral, the team is pants, or it's amazing we're going to the super bowl it's never sort of like all right we are where we are you know we've yeah. beaten teams and we've we've won games that you know on another day you know we would have been trounced by we've lost games that maybe we could have done better in like the chargers we had the chance against the eagles the thing is work we're, we're in a better position than where we thought we were going to be or maybe we're exactly where we're supposed to be you know yeah. it's kind of you know keep trucking along do what we're doing and any these people who are naysaying it already or you know why do you want to get to the playoffs because we're going to get to the playoffs and it's going to we're just going to get dumped out like who who cares like you know how do you know why why have you got the crystal ball we could lose out for the rest of the season we could win out the rest of the season we could you know start stringing stuff together properly at the end look we know what type of team we are um you know we give up big plays on defense uh we're leaky against the run we can't for our lives defend against tight ends. Uh, our offense is, you know, by and large hot and cold. We get out to a massive lead and then we start to lose it again. Why do we do that? Do we get off scripted scripted plays? Uh, do people figure us out? Do they make adjustments? Who knows? Look, we are where we are. We're bedding down a system. We're way better than where we thought we would be. You know, as you say, we've got the Giants. Uh, we've got the we've got to face Washington. We've got the Bears who have a god-awful offense, but a really strong defense. So that actually lends itself to almost being a loss. There, I've said it already. So, like, the thing is, we're where we're supposed to be. And uh, LaFleur is going to do, you know, advance more, add more to his playbook next year. And Gudekunst is probably going to add more pieces. It's the first year uh, that we've had all of this sort of stuff. Gudekunst is only really getting his feet wet as well. So, I mean, you know, let's just, let's, let's do, let's read... 
you know, meditations. Um, let's go right back to the classics and just just keep that sort of you know stoic atmosphere to the whole thing. No, that, that, no that's that, that, that's absolutely right. And I and I think the thing about about Lafleur is, like you say, it's, it's a first year head coach, yeah. right? And and even even if he does make mistakes, well, he's going to learn. He's going to learn from those mistakes. You know, hey, Vince Lombardi was seven and five in his first year. You know, he didn't come in and win the NFL NFL championship in his first year. So. Let, let, let's let's give the guy a break. Yes, he's going to make mistakes. Yes, it's easy for us to sit and coach sitting on my sitting on my couch, you know, drinking a cup of coffee. Um, he's, he's he's going to he's going to get better. You hope that as you as you say, you know, Gooty's going to sign some players. We're going to draft some guys, and and things and things progress. And and eight and three, if we're honest with ourselves, is probably two or three, or even in some cases my case four games better off than than we thought we'd probably be at this stage of the season yeah and i don't think this is rose tinted waffle here pete right i mean look the the bottom line is is it's not as pants as everyone thinks it's going to be like we're going to suck at times and that game was awful god awful in a way but at the same time you know we got beaten where we were going to get like you know on the on the podcast before like, we're going to get walloped if we can't stop this, this, and this. And that's just the way it is. And then we gave yeah. up all of that crap, and we couldn't get out and go on offense. And special teams was awful as well. So, yeah, you're going to get beaten. Move on. Five five games to go in the regular season. There's a long there's a long way to go. A lot can happen between now and, and, and the end of the regular season. You just have to win as many came, games as you can. And yeah. Just see, and just see where you are. You, you know, teams get on a roll, good or bad, towards the end, towards the end of the season. Like, you know, like the 2010 Packers did, who were who were no more than average for much of 2010 and then and then got on a roll at the end of the season sneaked into the playoffs and and won it all so you, you know you you never know what what's going to happen down the track if it, if the best team won every game then we'd see a 16 and 0 team in the super bowl every year and we don't yeah so it really is any given sunday saturday thursday Tuesday, <laughs> <laughs> whatever day they try force some NFL into. The thing is, as well, Pete, like to, to, as a good marker of how good this team is, the Niners team is that they're they were decimated with injuries and they have been for the last number of weeks and they've they've brought the game close. They got beaten by the Seahawks for that exact reason. The Seahawks are kind of a gritty team. They got another win this weekend, and that's the thing about the Niners. If this if that was the Packers of the Mike McCarthy era. And we remember, like, and everyone have been haunted by this. We'd pick up injuries. Everyone would moan that we're the most injured team in the NFL. Yeah. And then we just get pasted and we get brought down to the wire by the goddamn Browns. You know, no offense, Peter. Um, so th- that's the thing is that like we would get absolutely stamped on, uh, you know, when one player went out. And that's kind of what happened. Balaga goes out. Uh, Alex Lloyd can't fill in. We're, you know, we're getting our ass handed to us on defense. And then all of a sudden we've the worst game ever. Now, it's not all down to Alex Lloyd, but I'm just saying, you know, we've won injury on the O-line and all of a sudden everything disintegrates. The Niners have been dealing with injuries for the last number of weeks and they've managed to keep the keep the thing rolling. And now they're in the position that they are. If that was the Packers, you know, we're looking at a top 10 pick. So this is a really good team. It's a very well coached team. And as LaFleur says, they've got the man up. They got outplayed and outcoached on the day and everything kind of went wrong for them. So... I mean, the, the, yeah, absolutely. And the, the other thing that I think if you put some kind of multi-year perspective on on things, very few teams that kind of take a huge jump from one season to the next stay there. Yeah. So even look at the Rams this year. You know, at the, at the end of last, last season when the Rams went to the Super Bowl, perhaps a little bit fortunately, um, but, you know, Sean McVay was the greatest thing since sliced bread and whatever else. 
they're struggling this year. You know, that's they're a six. They're a six and four team. They played the Ravens tonight. They could easily be six and five at the end of tonight. And so yeah, they've made. You know, Rams have made kind of a sudden jump and then started to go backwards. And that happens a lot with teams that make that sudden jump. So I think, you know, making a a a a jump, but then being able to stay there is 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 the key thing. And I think that's what we're we're hoping for and, and looking for. And and I think with a first, with you know with with Lafleur and a, a first year, pretty much a first year coaching staff in across the board, you know, Petten been the exception. But um, you know, I. Th- it's progression, and I think that's what what we came into the season looking for. And you know, I think the next the next couple of weeks, if they can win as we hope, stroke expect that they should, then all of a sudden you're sitting at, at ten or th- ten and three, and you're very close to making the playoffs at that point. Yeah. Um. And and that's above and beyond I think most people's expectations. You know or what the expectations were coming coming into the season. Um yes, it's you know it's disappointing. It's disappointing when everything breaks down at once like it did yesterday, but those things happen. Let's hope we're not having a, if we're having a similar conversation next week, then we we're, we're going to be we're going to be more more concerned obviously, but I you have to put it behind us and 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 move on. Yeah, look, if we have this against a really poor team, you know, like the Giants or Washington, well then, yeah. We're, let's have a sit down and we'll have a serious chat. And um, but the thing is, I see this thing about this. This stuff is unacceptable. I'm like, on to who? It's a kids' game. Uh, we're sitting here shooting the breeze, uh, talking about a kids' game, and what's yep. unacceptable? Are we their daddy? <laughs> what's, going, <laughs> what's going on? People need to lay off the talk. It's hilarious. Do you subscribe to the fact that um, the Giants? You see, I hate calling any games gimme games because they're always the ones when I'm on the radio, sort of doing the acca. They're always the ones that kick me in the bum. You know, are we looking at a, a title? Uh, NFC North uh, between us and the Vikings, the last game of the season. So I, I think that so see see the Vi- the Vikings are at Seattle next, on Sunday. So, so, so tough game. You would probably expect. I, I don't know. You know the Seahawks are probably three point favourites or something for that game, and I would expect the Seahawks to win that game. So you you you, you just you just don't know. Uh, I yes, I, I would expect that the the Packers Vikings is going to go right down to the last. The last game of the season for the for the NFC North. I know we play them in week sixteen, mm. um, but yeah, I think that's going right down to the to the wire. And you're right, no game's a gimme game. Yeah, and week thirteen, GB versus NYG is in London for us, uh, December first, five o'clock, Hippodrome Casino. That's uh, we're getting the meetups back in track. You see, the thing is, the game was supposed to be in Birmingham. We were supposed to go. It was all organised and then got flexed out. But the jokes on you, NFL, uh, because the game stank. Um, so, uh, Green Bay versus the Giants. So that's in London. It's informal. So if anyone wants to go and watch with us, um, I'm just going to say commiserate as a joke, but that's not funny to me. Uh, so let's just go and uh, celebrate the win in the Hippodrome Casino. We don't need tickets. Just rock up. Week 14, you do need tickets, which is Dublin, Ireland. Uh, Green Bay versus Washington. That's December 8th at 5 o'clock. That's in the Bullshed Bar and Grill. Um, so, yeah, anybody looking to go to that game, shoot me a message on at UK Packers on Facebook, Twitter, or Insta uh, if you want. And, of course, at NFL if you want to hit me up uh, personally as well, if you're planning on going. Because sometimes what happens is, is that because I've got to give the uh, the money 
and the numbers to the venue to cordon off a certain section and then 10 people arrive in and go hey Steve and you're like oh cool didn't know you were right so do let me know um, if you're planning on coming or whatever Um, and also if you're sending money across uh, send it friends and family please because if you don't we get charged a fee and then we pay for you to come like you I was going to say royalty but that's not too great in the news (laughs) as of late Um, so anyway there we are Peter uh, anything else to say or forever hold your peace no, I think we've, I think we, I think I think we've covered it. I think we we just we we put it behind us. We move on, on to the next one, and we'll be sitting here pretty ne- this time next week. Yeah, and everyone who overreact is going to have egg on your face. Ugh. Anyway, so <laughs> I have been at NFL on Twitter. He has been at it underscore hedgehog um, on Twitter. That's it for this week. Ish, we'll be back with quick snaps. You doing a piece? The sound, the sound of your fingers is just illuminating, um, which I didn't have you earlier in the week, but now I'll have you back. It's good to have you back. So anyway, that's it. Hopefully people are enlightened by this podcast. Um, if not, you will be by the next one. Until then, go pack, go. Go pack, go.